Yo, yo, yo. Welcome back to another edition of Jake's Takes. I am your host, Jake Masucci. And today, we are on episode 19. And I am really excited to have my guy, Giovanni Mosheri. Never going to say his last name right, but it is what it is. I am really happy to have him on again today. And we are going to talk about everything that happened in the NFL draft. I'm super excited. We get in mostly to the Lions and some of their picks, some of their moves. We talk about trading back, some of our picks second and third round. Really good analysis there. And then we talk about some of the picks we just liked in general from some of the teams. We get into two or three of those each. And then finally, we conclude with looking at our top five teams going into next year. And I'm really excited. Giovanni's an awesome guy. Um, I wanted to let everybody know that I'm going to be doing more stuff with the radio station soon. So this episode is brought to you by WXOU. So I'd like to thank them for all that they do. I also thank them at the beginning. So yeah, no, they're awesome. They are flat out awesome. I love Giovanni and this was a really fun episode. So sit back, relax, and I am going to cue the music. All right, and welcome back into Jake's Takes. I am your host, Jake Masucci, and I am so happy to be back in the Oakland radio station. It's been a little bit. I'm really excited. Before we start, I want to thank WXOU. They've done so much for me. They've shown me so many things. We had the podcast, old podcasting director show me stuff about everything, and it's really just gotten me into everything. And I'm really excited to be joined by another one of the WXOU people that have helped me out with my podcasting and with everything I've been doing. And that's Giovanni Mosheri. How you doing? You are back, man. You're oh, back. yeah. We are so back. We're, we're so back. I told you I'd get you back on the show. This is episode 19. Oh, my so God. We're back for episode yeah. 19. I think you were on episode 7. We I, did. I think so. 7 or 8. 7 or 8. One of the two. We did a Super Bowl preview. And... That got a lot of views, man. It All right. Actually, it was actually a solid podcast. We really focused on the Super Bowl. I got the pick right, though. <laughs> okay. Okay. Right. I have to I have to get that blow in a little Didn't bit. Did you say like 42 to 35 was this going to be the final score? I think I said 39. 30. I had a weird score. You were way closer than you should have been. I was way closer than you should have been. I was 100% right. Um, before we start, though, I wanted to talk about the Super Bowl a little bit. Just yeah. Because we didn't actually talk about the Super Bowl on the podcast. We just had the Chiefs winning and called it good. I bragged about that a little bit. <laughs> yeah. But, I was texting oh, you throughout the game. Yeah. I'm like, you little. <laughs> <laughs> it was crazy. It was crazy. So I wanted to talk about the call. Sure. Everybody wants to talk about the call. What was your thoughts on the call? Man, for a fan's perspective, because like, um, there's different ways you could think about it. For me, sitting you know, with my family, we're all watching it. To see that call basically ruin what was going to be like a fairy tale Super Bowl. That completely sucked. I wish it wasn't called. Now, when you get to the rules and you get to the actual, you know, the real football of it, yeah, he held him and it was pretty obvious. And when the ref thrown the flag, maybe he didn't realize that the ball was way out of reach for Schuster. But so in that case, it's the right call. But for me overall, it's just so unfortunate that. 
you have this great Super Bowl. It's like 30, like, you know, it's like tie game. Teams are neck and neck. Uh, you got all the QB sneak action with the Eagles. It's something that is incredible to watch. And then you end the game with a call like that. Yeah. That, it's just completely, it was so deflating for the whole, like for the entertainment part of it. That is so fair. Like if you look at the entertainment part and I've talked about it off air a lot. Like you look at the entertainment part, it sucks. Yeah. But it's a whole. You know? it, it, no, it, it and, absolutely is. It, it's clear. It's clear as day. Yeah. It's a little bit of a soft call, it's but a by soft call, it's but, a soft call. And you can argue like you can't call that because you haven't been calling it all game. Blah 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 blah. All this, but end of the day, like Mahomes only threw that ball because he saw the hold. Yeah. You know. Yeah, and, and, and if, made sure if he if wasn't. The hold doesn't yeah. happen. Let's be real. Mahomes probably finds Kelsey, and it's a touchdown. Exactly. That's the thing. Like, it's not like the Chiefs would not have scored. It's just the way it happened was just so like frustrating. Exactly. Exactly. And that's one hundred percent fair. And you know, it's it is what it is, right? It was yeah. a great Super Bowl, yeah. nonetheless. Ex- and- exactly. Yeah. It, when, if you just kind of like force yourself to forget about that, then it was like one of the best Super Bowls in, in recent memory. One hundred percent. And the first good Super Bowl we've had in a little bit. I think so, yeah. Because I mean, I I'm, I remember back to like Patriots Rams. Like, are oh, you yeah. kidding oh, me? Yeah. And then like Chiefs Bucks. Everybody hyped that one up. Yeah. It was like, oh my god, this could be great. And then yeah. Brady just kicked the crap out of them. Yeah, and then and then you got Mahomes running for his life on a bum yeah. ankle or bum toe or or whatever it was. It's just like there was, it wasn't the showdown we were expecting it. And you know, and, and I'll tell I'll tell you what, Rams and Bengals. That one was pretty good. That one was good. That that, that was, was that good. that was definitely a good Matthew one. Stafford, I mean, shout out, <laughs> bro. The no, the no awesome. look to cup across oh, the middle man. of the field. Oh man, he was he was so good that year. I'm really hoping he can make a recovery for next year. That know? yeah, definitely. Yeah. It's just, you hate to see him like go out like that. Like mm-hmm. he's got Super Bowl and he's done. Like that that would suck. Exactly. Exactly. All right. Well. That was just talking about the Super Bowl. We had to talk about it, get it out a little bit, just because that was our last podcast. Today, we are going to discuss the NFL draft. We're going to discuss more in the Lions perspective. We'll mm-hmm. get to some other picks. Yeah. I talked about it a lot with my cousin Aaron Smith on episode 17. We did like a whole mock draft. That one was really good. It really got me acquainted with all the players and stuff. Mm-hmm. But now we're going to focus more on the Lions perspective of the draft. So, our first pick... Okay, mm-hmm. we're at six, right? We're sitting there, and Jalen Carter is available. Yeah. Okay, and this is who I wanted to pick all the way through. I was all in Jalen Carter, blah blah blah. Mm-hmm. And then we trade back, and I'm watching out at work because, um, I stupidly scheduled myself <laughs> on, the of, on the day of the draft to work. So I'm watching it at work, waiting for carts to come in at the golf course, and. <laughs> I see we trade back, and I'm like, yes, I'm going to get home, and I'm going to watch us pick somebody good at 12. It's going to give you a little bit of time. (laughs) Like, I'm excited. I'm excited. And it was a solid trade. Like, I would have traded back 100%. And then we pick a running back. Before we get into my thoughts, Mm -hmm. what are your thoughts on the Jameer Gibbs pick at 12? So... First reaction, you see a running back at twelve, and you're like, "Oh, yeah. like like that." That's yeah. that's the that's the knee jerk reaction. You can't help it because the for years you've been hearing about how you're not supposed to do that. It's not good. But then 
even like more towards the draft, I was hearing more about like, oh, what if they're like, you know, Todd Gurley was picked pretty high, you know, yeah. Saquon Barkley, like mm-hmm. Christian McCaffrey, like those running backs are worth the high pick. So, you, so by the time we we got to the draft, I was like, maybe, maybe for Bijan, I'd be completely fine with it. But yeah. we saw Bijan go uh, to the Falcons pretty pretty early, number eight, right? Number eight, number eight. So. As soon, so when we picked Jameer Gibbs, I didn't know much about him because the only running back I you hear more about was B. John Robinson. Yeah. And I was thinking like, okay, we probably would have picked B. John if he was available, but now we got the second place guy. Yeah. That, that's kind of how, how I was. And for the whole draft leading up to this, you know, it's Brad Holmes. He's got the credibility. He can do this. We'll, we're, fine with, we're fine with whatever he wants to do until he does something we don't agree with. Yeah. Everyone was losing their minds, and I, I even like put a little tweet out saying like everybody's saying like in homes we trust until like you don't like it. So that so for that pick, I'm like, it better work. Yeah, it no, better that, work. That's 100 percent fair, and it kind of gets into the Jack Campbell pick a little bit. Oh man, yeah. Where it's just like these two players, they have to be successful now. Yes. You know? Yeah. And. I mean, just talk about that a little bit. Like, Jack Campbell, linebacker coming from Iowa, Jameer Gibbs, running back. These guys need to be impact now, right? They, they, you do, they do, and that's why you pick them, you know, in the first round. You don't, you don't get these two first-round picks, you know, anymore. That's, that, you know, the, the well of draft picks from the, Ram, from the Rams trade for Jared Goff, that's tapped out now. You, you used all of them. Yeah. So you, you're not going to get this opportunity again, and they got to work. And especially with Jack Campbell, like for me, I'm like, oh, it's an Iowa player. That's not a tight end. Uh oh, and because yeah, just the perception of it. Uh-oh. But and you hear about like, oh, we drafted both like two guys much higher than we should have. It's like they know better. I'll yeah. I'll give them that. I'm not a scout. Nobody's a scout, and you know, nobody's a scout but a scout. So for that all to you know be the way it is. They better know what they're doing, exactly. and it, and it like the for just both picks in the first round, they better work, mm-hmm. and I'll, I'll give them the benefit of the doubt on that because we're not going to know until you know the regular season starts. So you can you can say like all oh, these picks suck or like all oh, these picks are great. None of it matters until September. Yeah, no, and that's one hundred percent true. Like we just don't know, you know, we don't know. And with Gibbs, apparently he's got this great receiving aspect. Yeah, like I, I've been seeing, yeah. Now I've been like, watching the highlights. Like exactly, not bad. And people are like, okay, this guy could be really, really talented, right? Mm-hmm. And then I've heard a lot of Elvin Kamara comparisons and yep. things of that nature, where he can he can move out into the slot, he can run really well and do all these things. And you're like, okay, you're starting to talk yourself into it. I'm not a hundred percent in it. I'm just not. I'm not there yet. I need to see it on the field with both of these players. Because if you look at the Jack Campbell pick, we have so many linebackers that are legitimately the same player as him. Yeah. The same (laughs) player. So, yes, if you're Dan Campbell, you can say, yes, I like his mentality. We're all in. We need a guy like this. But you already have like two or three guys that are the same way. And the reason why linebacker is one of our needs is because they're just that way. You know, we need to get a little bit different. I don't like the Jack Campbell pick as much as I like the Jameer Gibbs pick. I've also heard a lot of things where a lot of people were trading up to get Gibbs. I heard the Jets were probably going to pick him at 15 Mm -hmm. and things of that nature, which I don't understand why they would. They have, have, uh, what's his name? Why am I? Brees Hall. Yeah. Yeah. So, like, 
if you're looking at it that way, the Gibbs pick makes makes a little sense. Mm-hmm. But if you're talking about it like in you know retrospect and like looking at the pick just in general, yeah, it's like running back there iffy, and then linebacker that we already have very iffy. That you know? yeah, very iffy. And like like I was saying before, they just they gotta work. And the more I sat on it, the more I slept on it, it became a little more obvious to me that. They're not future picks. They're win it now picks. Yeah. Especially with Gibbs, you could you could plug him in right away. And you know now now that we trade DeAndre Swift, I kind of knew that was going to happen when yeah, we picked him. Exactly. I kind of did too. So like him is someone you could put in right now and in what's already a fantastic offense and get some some of the production we've been missing from Swift due to injury. Yeah. So now we could get that in more of a a, a younger, but more healthy you also version did of it. Just bring in David Montgomery for a decent bill. That too, so, yeah. It's like, okay, like it kind of makes sense, but you just, I felt like there was other needs, especially in the first round. And yes, we kind of managed them a little bit with Brian Branch in the third round, mm-hmm. which, or the second round, which we'll get to. And mm-hmm. then uh, Sam Laporte, the tight end. Um, but I just don't know. I it, don't know. It's, we're just going to have to wait and see. And, and the thing with just like great, like people grading drafts, I heard, I saw a little post on, I believe it was Detroit Barstool about like, you can pick like whatever grade you want. Not, no, none of it matters yeah. until we actually see them play. So just pick the one you like to pick the grade you like the best and go with it. Yeah. Which is, which is how I feel. And that, and to kind of zoom out, you mentioned um, that you guys did mock drafts or whatever. Yeah. I actually hate mock drafts <laughs> for me personally, <laughs> okay, because, okay. And, and I, I've wanted to get into this. I never got a chance to get into it on my own show, but with mock drafts, I understand it in in terms like you said, like you got a lot more familiar with the players. So as a learning process, that's a fantastic thing to do. But for people to be like, "Hey, grade my mock draft," it's like, "Oh yeah, you knew that the Cardinals were going to trade down to the number nine spot with whatever, whatever you for this amount of picks. Like you knew that was going to happen. It to me, it seems like everything is completely out of thin air. Yeah. So when I see people post like mock drafts that or let let's say that like aren't like the NFL like Mel Kiper like the or Peter yeah. King like those high level guys, it's it's completely it's it's throwing dice. Yeah, you know. I so mean, so for me like I mean I don't I don't dabble into mock drafts because of that. I'll hear yeah. I'll hear like what the names are. And I'll get kind of a general idea, but like it, no one knows anything until they're picked and until they play. That's very fair. So that's that, fair. that that's my take. That's why <laughs> for mock drafts. I mean. <laughs> And you bring up a good point. That's why I really like draft regrades and stuff Re- like that. Yeah, like, once that actually happens. Once it happens, and then like two years later, you move into the draft. I love that in the NBA especially. Yeah. Like, looking back at a draft like the 2018-2019 drafts, like Luka Doncic, Trey Young. You yeah. Know, it, is that trade like worth it for both teams? And when you look at it, it's like – it's kind of even. Yeah, you, you, you can make an yeah, you can make an argument that both that both teams won there. Exactly. And and as a I guess as a comparison to the future, that's then then I like that, but only after the draft. Yeah. Only no, and then you, and then you compare it to the few years later. So as more of like a, a time capsule kind of thing. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Great grading drafts and mock drafts. I could see that. Yeah, but, for sure. But for sure. some people are just like, did I do good? I don't know. <laughs> no one knows. So that, that's just my little rant about it. <laughs> that's 100% fair. That's 100% fair. All right. Let's look at our second round picks. Yeah. Okay. And that's Brian Branch and Sam Laporta. Okay. Mm-hmm. And how shocked were you that we picked Laporta over Michael Meyer? It's 
it's another th- another thing where it's like okay this time like they got the Iowa position right yeah <laughs> they got the tight end from there <laughs> and I and I always I was always hearing about the uh, he's uh, the other guys I got from Notre Dame right yes, yes. yeah I, that that dude is a freak of nature he looks like he's a monster so when I saw them pick the guy from Iowa and I know how well or how important it, the character thing is for this team it sounds wishy washy it sounds like it's just fluff but. That's for real. They yeah. value that above, you know, not above not a, everything. Yeah. Not I wouldn't say above everything, but like it's like right up there with the actual game tape. Mm-hmm. It's that important. And I saw that with the um, Jack Campbell pick. Like yeah. hearing his interviews or whatever. Like they definitely wanted this guy 100%. before anybody. Yeah. So I I got to imagine that with the with all the picks that are like a little bit wonky, we kind of like you know raise an eyebrow at it. It ha- they have to have that character that they're looking for. That's got to be what it is. Mm-hmm. And we're not in the interview rooms. We're not you know with them as they're being evaluated by the Lions. So to me, anytime there's something like that, it's like you must have did well the interview. They mu- yeah. you must be that kind of personality that they like. So and even then, like those two like like two of like the best tight ends in the draft. Just about you're kind of splitting hairs in terms of the production on the field. You want someone that fits into your culture. Yeah, I mean. For me, I was a little upset because I liked Michael Meyer a lot. Um, he's a solid blocker. Not He has some inefficiencies there, but a great pass catcher, mm-hmm. awesome pass catcher. And if you look at the Notre Dame la- team last year, like he was the only guy that knew how to get open and could make plays. Yeah, he, that, he was their, that, he was their engine. That game, he was an absolute monster. Like this guy's good. He's really good, and he knows what he's doing. Laporta, I'm just not as familiar with per se, just yeah. for me. And I feel like it's just hard to, hard to like look at Laporta and be like, okay, are we a thousand percent sure that this guy's going to be better than Michael Meyer, who was obviously the top tight end, yeah. arguably. Um, it was him and the Utah tight end. I'm not going to say his name because I'll probably say it wrong. Yeah, there's too many but, names. I can't remember. <laughs> but um, like, if you look at that, it's just, it's just tough. Like, I just don't know about this Laporta pick. I really like Michael Meyer, and that one I was a little iffy on. But if you look at Brian Branch, I love Brian Branch. I would Talk about me, that a little bit. I was, like, when I saw the position, like, they drafted the safeties, and I'm thinking, like, okay, we have we have Tracy Walker coming back from injury. We yeah. have Kirby Joseph, who balled out this year. And then we got C.J. Gardner-Johnson. And I'm like, we're picking another safety? Like, again, like, knee-jerk reaction to it. I'm like, we seem fine at – you know, depth wise at that. Yeah. But you know, you sit on it a little more and that's the thing. They get it. Everyone's got, everyone's got their knee jerk reaction and then they, they get, have a, co- a few nights of sleep on it. Now I'm thinking about it and I'm like, okay, we injuries are a thing and uh-huh. they happen very often in uh, defensive backs. So to have someone a little more that's younger, a little more future proof that can, you know, be, <laughs> grow old with Kirby Joseph, basically. And then they, he has the opportunity to learn under one of the best safeties in the league, um, you know, Gar- Garner, Johnson, Garner Johnson. Yeah. So, I'm so now I'm really liking it. Some of his highlights. Anytime like I see like a big hit on defense, I, like I'm sold. Yeah. When I saw last year with Malcolm Rodriguez, I saw his like those angry tackles yeah. he had. I'm like, this dude's like I like this guy. And then like it ended up being like a you know, really a really good pick. So to have a chance to be under a veteran like that for at, for at least one year. Yeah. No, it could be more, but for now it's just one year. 
that it's more of a that that's a that's a future pick yeah. and a good future pick. It's a very good future pick. I I really like this pick. This guy was outstanding at Alabama last year. Absolutely outstanding. And yes, Alabama didn't have their Alabama season, but that defense did show up yeah. and had some great games. Yeah. Him and Will Anderson were just unbelievable. Yeah. And that's an Al- an Alabama season is like the highest standard you could possibly exactly. imagine. So it's not exactly. a knock. Exactly. <laughs> um, I mean. They were a little bit lesser talented this year. Yeah. With Bryce Young absolutely carrying on the <laughs> Yeah. Yes, he had Jameer Gibbs, but I mean, if you're looking at Gibbs as a college running back, he wasn't the greatest thing in the world. Right. You know? But if you're looking at him as an NFL type, that's where a lot of people like him. And that's why with the Lions, it's like, okay, we can take this chance, but he better be good now. Yeah. You know? It, yeah. He has to have an immediate impact. Yes. 100%. And I think that's. Talking about basically all of these four guys, like they have to have immediate impact, yeah, and nothing else. So now I want to talk about Hendon Hooker. The big that—that's the big fish for this uh, for this draft. Yeah, I know. And dude, I'm so upset. I, I I'm so mad. I didn't think they were gonna do it. I heard about the interviews. I heard that you know they liked him, and I'm like iffy on whether they would actually pull the trigger on it or if it was just like lip service or whatever and i saw the pick i'm like oh i, I okay this this is this is the route now okay yeah, do you New, think we're, it's we're right turning pick? we're turning the ship a little do bit you think it's the right pick for a third round pick i'm totally fine with it only like and i would be very upset if it was a, if it was one of our second round picks but to have it later in the draft i can forgive it for a third round pick you have a little bit of wiggle room and now, after you know, thinking about it for a little bit, it it one it'll shut up everybody who's like complaining that we don't have a quarterback. Oh, golf stinks. We need a backup. This, this, and that. We need to draft a guy and reset the whole freaking thing. Now they can stop talking. I'm fine with that. But it's a it's another that's another future pick. So golf might you know he might be our guy for a, a few a few years now, and we you know he has basically one year to learn because of the injury. Which is another reason why people are a little bit iffy on it. You know, we did the same thing with Jameson Williams, but yeah. at least for Hooker, you know, for for quarterback, we're in we're in we're actually in no rush to put him into the offense. He, he he's going to have all the time in the world because Goff's got it locked down. Yeah, organization says he does. I say he does, and the I play on the too. field. And the, I do too. 100%. And the play on the field says that he's locked in too. Yeah. So there's no rush to get him on the field, and. It, I think I think it's going to end up being okay. I think we're going to be fine. Yeah. Just looking at this pick, I was just so mad. I was so upset. I was watching the draft, and mm-hmm. I see the Lions get head and hooker, and my face just falls. <laughs> Jaw to the so floor. Mad. I, I did not like hooker in this draft. I just didn't, and I didn't like the fit with the Lions at all. He's already 25 years old. Okay. Yeah. His coach in college was Josh Heupel, who makes every quarterback he has look good. He has <laughs> Joe Milton right now, and he's making Joe Milton look so good. He came in and dropped 49 points, and he's never done that in his life at Michigan. I was so upset when I saw that. And Hendon Hooker, yes, he had a fantastic year. He was unbelievable this year, and he tore his ACL. It's a horrible injury. Okay. But what are we expecting from a 25-year-old that just tore his ACL and is used to playing under great coaches? What, do you want to hand him the keys in two years? No, I don't. He's not that guy. He's just not. 
I mean, he had a great system in college. He can throw the ball at times very accurately, but he also had some of the best receiving cores in college football. And if you're looking at it, like, under pressure, it just wasn't that good. That Georgia defense locked him down. Oh, yeah. Locked him down completely. And that's an NFL defense. It is. The Georgia defense is an NFL defense. So what do you think is going to happen in the NFL? He's just going to get locked down. So I get it. Third round, you're picking him. It's kind of just... A throw, yeah, kind yeah. of a throwaway. Pick. You can get away. You can get away can with get, it if it doesn't work with out. It. It's a solid backup quarterback, but he's mm-hmm. not going to be anything. For the people that think he's going to be anything and like him, I'm telling you, it's just not going to happen. It, it's it's tough. It's a gamble. For it's definitely a gamble to pick somebody with all with all those deficiencies. I mean, there's a reason he fell to the third round. Yeah, the 25 year old thing. Yeah, it's weird, and especially he's only like what three years three years younger than Goff. Goff's twenty eight. Yeah, that it that's definitely weird. Mm-hmm. But for me, I'm like with the age thing. You pl- like you're only allowed so many years of eligibility in college. You yeah. know, you know. So no matter what happens, no matter how old you are when you're in college, you have the same amount of like reps like on your body. Yeah. So when you come into the NFL, whether you're like twenty, you know, like twenty two or twenty five. To me, that's not a huge deal because you don't have that much. You have the same amount of basically beating on your body as everybody else. Uh-huh. It's just you happen to have an injury from it. Yeah. And but it, he's going to be, yeah, probably a little bit older. He's probably going to be golf stage when he's just starting in the NFL. But he'll have those, but he still will have a few Do you years. you think he's going to be a future starter? A future starter, it, it's, a, it's a stretch. I'm, I'm not as confident in saying that. See, then I don't understand the pick, you know. Like, if if the Lions want a quarterback, you pick a guy that could be a future starter. Like, people were saying, Anthony Richardson. Okay, if you like him that much, pick him at 18 if he's there, you know? Yeah. Or if you like a quarterback that much, why not pick Levis or something like that? Like, use that Laporta pick, and then Laporta's probably going to mm. be available later. Exactly. You know? and, so and all, that, know. and all that stuff... It, you know, with um, oh, with like oh, drafting too high, like oh, he would have been available there. When you're in the moment, like I try to think of like if I'm in the room and just saying like oh, we'll just see if this guy that we really like is going to be available later. He might not be. Yeah. You know, and, and there was a, there was a couple of times I think if I remember right, there was a couple of times where like where that happened where they were like okay, like hopefully this guy's available. Oh crap, he's not. Yeah. So. For like Gibbs at twelve, that that was probably it was probably that kind of a pick. But and, and for Hooker, it's just I'm only like I'm only fine with it because it's a third round. Well, yeah, and which I, is and, fair. and it, he which at least he at least adds depth to quarterback position. God, God forbid Jared Goff goes down or or even like because we we've seen crazy stuff like that happen with the 49ers. Yeah. Like they they had Christian McCaffrey at quarterback, so to at least True. have another body on there makes me feel a little bit more comfortable. That's fair. That's so fair. so maybe he's just going to be our, our backup for a while. And if he's the backup, I'm okay. I'm all right. Yeah, may, maybe he's he not going to end up being the starter. Because, maybe that's not the plan. Yeah, because if he's the backup, I think he can handle it mm-hmm. and be in the right position. But I just don't see him as a future starter yeah. in the NFL. Yeah, and yeah, and maybe that's not why. Maybe that's not the reason he was picked. He, that's not his expectation. Exactly. So. Exactly. Which I hope. I really hope. All right. Well, we are going to take a quick break. And we'll be back at you guys in a second. All 
All right, welcome back into the show, and we've done some draft stuff, okay? We're going to talk a little more draft, and then you guys better be ready because we're going to get to our top five teams next year, and we're just super hyped for the And I'm going to hold you to yours. Yeah, no. As I'm sure you'll hold me to mine. (laughs) I mean, we'll hold each other to them, but let's be real. It's after the draft, like, opinions may change. Oh, yeah. Because I'll have some NFL preview stuff later on in August. Oh, yeah. We will figure it out for sure. But, all right, let's talk some of the other picks you liked Mm -hmm. in this draft. So... If we were let's we'll stick to first round. Okay, yeah. it doesn't have to be anything crazy. I, I don't want to put you too much on the spot. Sure. So, if we're looking at the first round and some of the first couple picks, who do you who do you kind of like that you think could be interesting coming in? Bijan Robinson going to Atlanta. That was something that you know he was getting comparisons like a a bigger Christian McCaffrey. Yeah, that's a really high bar. That's a and, very high bar. And if that's the case. Especially in Atlanta, it's a team that's like that does like to run the ball a little bit more. They had um, Algier, uh, Algier and they had uh, Patterson, you know, kind of kind of running the ball a little bit in Atlanta. That's what Arthur Smith seems to want to do. Yeah, dude, if you get a you get a guy like that on uh-huh. that team, even when you have a, a quarterback like Desmond Ritter, not no, not the highest ceiling is is the perception at least. Then that can really be a dangerous weapon, especially in a in the NFC South. That's like. It's up it, for grabs. It's up for grabs. I mean, you, it's really like the the Saints. Um, yeah, yeah. The, the Saints, I would say, are leading it right now, just because the Panthers, just because of the the Panthers have brought in some talent, yeah, which I really yeah. like. Like they brought in Adam Thielen from Minnesota, mm-hmm. and then now having Bryce Young, they brought in Miles Sanders from yeah. the Eagles. So, so I think the Panthers are up there too. It's but, up for grabs, though. But, but yeah, but exactly. Like everyone but the Bucks. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, unless you trust Baker Mayfield, I don't yeah, it, know. I don't it, know. It's a, it's a. It's a race for first, second, and third. Exactly. It'll be, it'll be really interesting. Uh, I'm really excited to really dive deep into that division. Yeah. But look at the Falcons pick. I like that. Yeah. I mean, like adding a guy like Bijan already with Cordell Patterson, you can put the carries off him a little bit because yeah. he wasn't originally a running back. So having some carries off him will help his injury yeah. status. And you're bringing in a guy like Bijan, who's one of the best running back prospects we've seen since probably Saquon Barkley. Yeah. People the, like the, him that much. Yeah. That, 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 I mean, that's the expectation that that's the, that's, that's what he said for himself. That's how well he did. Exactly. Exactly. Like he's just flat out incredible. Adding that to a running attack, not a great old line, but a running attack that was like, third in the NFL last year. Yeah, like they it, know how to scheme the holes for their running backs. It could be dangerous. Yeah, and for a team that's focused, like you definitely want a, a running back like that. You don't want to see him go to like some team that stinks and he's just going to get injured all the time yeah. and, 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 and not pan out. But to go to a team that's focused on the run, that's going to be a that's going to be a lot of fun to see. I know. I'm I really like that pick personally. Like I think it's going to be really interesting. All right. Give me two more that you like. Dude, for me, like the, what the Texans did, double Ooh, dipping okay. two and three. Oh my god! Like <laughs> it's. I didn't think it was like. I didn't think you're allowed to do that. <laughs> How did they pull that off? With the Cardinals, like I guess is like they wanted out of that third pick so yeah. bad that they gave it. Like like sure, you guys just pick pick again. Like, yeah, it was insane to me that they were able to pull that off and to get you know C.J. Stroud and Will Anderson. Now you can have your opinions on like. On CJ Stroud, but you know, both picks are worthy 
two and three overall picks. Exactly. Those yes, are going to be immediate so. impact, solid players for a long time. Mm -hmm. So for the Texans, especially in the, as deep of a hole as they're in, yeah, that like what uh, what better way to dig yourself out than to have two of the top three, two of the top three picks? Exactly. So I, I love that they were able to pull that off. Very very gutsy too. Like no one very expected gutsy, it. Very gutsy. Very gutsy. The thing is, they gave up a lot. Yeah, they gave up a lot. Like next year's first is their own. Yeah. So like you got to be solid at least next year, and I think they can be. Um, I, we did a really in-depth NFL preview on the Jake and Gus podcast mm -hmm. and Gus and I talked about that division and we were like, we were low on the Jaguars. Yeah. Which that was, that was bad. Yeah. It's the, okay. Yeah, at the, I mean, at the time, like at the time we weren't sure. Exactly. Yeah. Who, who would have guessed what the Jaguars exactly. are doing? So. But, um, we were looking at the Texans and the Jags at the bottom and I was like, you know, the Texans, like they have some upside, they have some defense to bring into and they did a cool thing mixing up quarterbacks. They played Davis Mills. They played uh, Jeff Driscoll. They played, um, I don't, can't think of their other quarterback's name, but they played all three of them, which yeah. is actually kind of cool. But if they could have some stability with Stroud and Stroud can learn the playbook, I can't see why this team can't win six or seven games, which is a kind of a win for them. You for know? The, yeah, I mean, d doubling their win total, like... It, you know, unless you have like one win, doubling your win total is like is a goal when you're digging yourself out of a hole. Exactly. That was the expectation for the Lions coming into this season was yeah. to at least get you know um, we had what three last year, so to at least yeah. get six or seven, uh -huh. and that's what that's what the betting line was. Exactly. So that so for the Texans, they're in great position to do that, especially NFC or AFC South, another division that's po that that's could possible. Be, Jaguars yeah, are leading Jaguars it. Jaguars pretty. I think the Jaguars pretty high. Yeah, yeah. I like, mean, they're leading it, but it, it's it's not it's not like the AFC West, exactly. Where it's like the Chiefs have been ruling it for so long. The South is possible. South is possible, and or or at least to, to be close. Especially like the Texans trading up, it's definitely meaningful because they trade up for a defensive guy and D'Amico Ryans just came from the best defense in football. Yeah. So he must love Will Anderson in order to do that yeah. that much. And that's 100% fair. Will Anderson is the only defensive end to start at Alabama as a true freshman. And it, having that background, it's flat out incredible. It, it's, Unbelievable. It's, you break, like you're making history with that. Exactly. It, it's, it's what... What else would he have to do, Will Anderson, to make you like him? Like that, he's he's the total package. One hundred percent. And I know there was a bunch of talk of, um, uh, oh, what's his name, Tyree, uh, Tyree Wilson, Tyree Wilson, as like the, like the the yeah. you pick him for the potential, but exactly. like Will Anderson's like he's gonna get going. He's gonna get going. Right Might away. be a little small He'll or whatever, but good. but he you know nimble and quick enough to you know go back in coverage or exactly. play other spot. He's a versatile player. He's gonna be immediately impactful and useful for. A long time at the Texans. One hundred percent. One hundred percent. All right. Do you want to do one more? Yeah. For me, okay. um, the I just remember the the Patriots getting Christian Gonzalez. Like, like okay, they're not like like exactly. I, I saw the joke where it's like uh, everyone's trying to keep Belichick from picking a D three center with a lacrosse background <laughs> or some crap like that. Like, because I remember that was something that for me, like, and for the Lions, like, okay, we need, we wanted to get a corner or whatever, either. You know, um, Gonzalez or um, the guy from Illinois, uh, uh, Witherspoon. Witherspoon, yeah. Witherspoon. And I think, yeah, because I got the Patriots got it at seventeen, so yeah. the Lions are eighteen. I'm like, crap, like. So for them, you know, just lot, just doing the defense thing that they that they usually do. It wasn't it wasn't like a super weird pick, but like yeah. that that one just immediately came to mind for me. Yeah, no, which is 
that it's a good pick. It's a really good pick. Christian Gonzalez is pretty solid. I wasn't as high on him. I liked Witherspoon more. Yeah, you know? yeah. W- Witherspoon was the number one, yeah. but even then, like the but like, like the, I, the, I, it was I, a deep it was a deep class for corner. Exactly, and I would have much rather had him probably than Campbell, just in my opinion. Yeah, but and, and that could and again that could just be like the, that's how the draft goes. Like oh, the, your your one A for that pick is gone. You go to one B. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. It's, it's how it is. That's I why mean, you got the board for. To be honest, like a lot of people thought their one A was Witherspoon. Yeah, Witherspoon that was a, that was, was the five. betting. Yeah, that yeah. was like the betting favorite. Like across the board, that's what exactly. people were expecting. Exactly, and I, I did not want Witherspoon at six, so I'm not. Uh, yeah, that 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 was. I was like, can we not do that exactly. again? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> can we not do that again? So I think Lions fans would be okay, but yeah. you know, we'll we'll see. I'll talk about some of mine. I'll just give you one. Yeah, yeah. But uh, Jalen Carter, man, Jalen Carter. Was I, just, how did I forget that? Crazy. How did I just forget crazy. that? The Eagles being able to trade up for him and add to their defense. And I'll just mention some of the other defensive guys they got. They got Nakobe Dean, also from Georgia. They got Ringo, also from Georgia. They're just stacking on the Georgia sta- defense. Stacking Bulldogs. And it's insane. It is it is so scary. I think this Eagles defense is about to be crazy again. Like, right when you think, oh, they're starting to lose pieces. We don't know. Slay hasn't been traded yet. Nothing's happened there. Yeah. I, I don't even know if it's going to happen. And you're looking at everybody else, and it's just like, you know, this Eagles defense is starting to get scary again. And they have most of their offensive pieces. Yeah. They might just be back. It might be another walk for yeah. them. Th- there's, there's no reason, you know, at this point for the Eagles to, like, you know, like what, like where do they fall off? Like how far off could they have fallen to where they're not a threat anymore? Like they're, I, I think we'll we'll get into that a little bit of the top five, but like that Eagles is still scary, and especially back to back years to get the best defensive like interior defensive lineman. Yeah, from the Bulldogs, they got um, Jordan Davis. Jordan Davis, thank yeah. you for uh, names are hard. I know Jordan Davis, <laughs> and then now, yeah, uh, Jalen Carter. Jalen Carter was one of the names <laughs> to get both those guys. Is insane, and especially you got a, a super veteran Fletcher Cox to teach them how to stop the run. Exactly. You know, to help them learn it in the NFL That's way. A great like, point, right there. Yeah, and to, fantastic. It, and then you got Jalen Carter and Jordan Davis. They can also kind of grow all together in Philly. It, you know, anchoring that defense because that's the up front is most important, and you, and you go out and you go out from there. So you got two pillars in the middle to stop the run. It's it's. It's a great pick. Exactly. and It's adding to his strength. And if you're looking at, if you're worried about Jalen Carter's, like, off-the-field issues, it's like, he's going to Philadelphia. He's going to realize that all these players, all they want to do is win, and they're not going to deal with any bullshit. Yeah. You know, they're, they're not they're, going to deal with it. They're not, yeah, and especially with a team that's already that good, if, you, if, if you're if you doing stupid stuff, like, off the field, they got other people to fill exactly. your spot. Like, you like you got to earn you gotta earn it. You're not, it's not a cakewalk to get on that line. 100%. 100%. All right. I'm trying to do this off the top of my head. Sure. Another, another pick. Yeah. Another pick I liked. I like the Rams picking Stenson Bennett. <laughs> Stenson Bennett. Oh, that's, is Bennett like Stafford a little bit? Oh, uh, he went to Georgia. He went to Georgia. White quarterback. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, I'm just joking. Yeah, no, that that would be a funny pick. Oh my god. I don't know if I could think of one to be honest off the top of my head. There's a lot of picks that went There's on in that draft. Picks. I mean, Jackson Smith and the Jigba to uh to Seattle. to Seattle. Yeah. With Witherspoon. Like, I like that. I like that duo together. Yeah. You know? Um, and it just 
They have so many weapons now. So they do. The, the, C, the Seahawks, my brother was just telling me, like, he hates the Seahawks because they're just always in the playoffs for some reason. <laughs> they're just they're they're just always good no matter how bad they look. Yeah. And especially now you got this three-headed monster in, in, uh, for receivers. You got Metcalf, you got Lockett, and now you got in, you got Njigba. Yeah. And, and it's like that is in, insane. And then you got you got Kenneth Walker running back. I, they, I can't remember the guy's name, but they picked another one that was like, that is going to be serviceable for them. Right, so but yeah, I'm not sure. So like, so the Seahawks are they're looking good too. For me, like if I had a second team, I like the Seahawks. I like what they're doing and how yeah. they're going about it. It's just it, like more of a feel good story, exactly. and especially them last year going to the playoffs when they should be picking number one. Yeah, was was the, was the thought. So like, I I do really like what the Seahawks are doing. I know they're they're definitely on to something, and they'll be good next year. They'll yeah. be tough if Geno continues playing the way he does, which. I don't see why not. Right. They're scary. 100%. They're mm-hmm. 100% scary. All right. We talked about the draft. Okay. Now we got to do our top five. Okay. Going five. into next year. So let's start at one. Okay. And yeah, I'm very one. interested to see who you have at the top it's, going into next year. For me, it's like, it's how could you not pick Philadelphia again? We were just talking about it a little bit. It's tough, but like for me, like they they still got you know they still got Jalen Hurts. They got him paid. They got um they got now DeAndre Swift at, at running back, who's gonna make the Lions look stupid for letting him go. Um, and they're just like they're still as stacked as they were last year. Maybe like a little bit less, but still like I I have a hard time seeing like after the draft of like okay who's better than the Eagles now. Not it, it. Not not much has changed for me and my my perception of it. So I'm definitely seeing Philadelphia as as still the top at le- at at least top of the NFC. <laughs> at least top of the NFC. That's fair. That's fair. And I just have to. It's just like our Super Bowl argument. Yeah. I got to go back to the Chiefs. Yeah. At one. Yeah. And, and it, that's not. It's arguable either way. Like n- neither of us are wrong. I'll say that. Exactly. Exactly. I don't think either of us are wrong. I just. I just can't not put Mahomes at one. Exactly. You know? Yeah. And it was the same argument I had for the Chiefs winning that game. You look at every side of the ball and you're like, the Eagles should win this game. And then the other side of the ball, the Chiefs have Mahomes. Yeah. You know? And it's just tough. And we'll see what the Eagles do. Like they're losing both their coordinators. We'll see yeah. how that affects them. Especially it actually could affect their defense in a positive way, which would help because yeah. if you realize every single time they played an elite quarterback they sucked. They were horrible. <laughs> and nobody talked about that before, not even us. Um, but looking at it after, like, they just weren't good. Even Dak would kind of eat them up a little yeah. bit. Yeah. Which isn't great because a lot of people that I hear are comparing Dak to Goff. So, like, yeah, you know, above average. But, you know, like, looking at it, it's just like, I think the Chiefs, they got the best quarterback. They got the best tight end who looked like the best receiver also. Yeah. But, um, you're losing Hardman, you're losing Juju, but they added to their defense. They added uh what's his name? Felix Uzoma. I can't say his middle name. But he's from <laughs> uh he's from Kansas State. That was their first round pick. Mm-hmm. And that's just gonna add to the depth on the defense. They got young defense. Yeah. Which putting them in that spot and having them win the Super Bowl with that spot, huge. Flat out huge. It, it was a total shocker to me. Exactly. And that's why I think I got the Chiefs won. You mentioned the Eagles perfectly. They're my yeah. number two. Yeah, I love Chief, the Eagles. And Chiefs are my number two. Exactly. So it, it's so it. 
the I guess, I guess the big message is is the top teams are the, are still the top teams. The Super Bowl mm-hmm. teams are still at are still at number one right now because it's like most of the most of the teams that made like you know through the draft were like more the lower end teams. You know the 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 top end teams just kind of stayed where they were. Yeah. Other teams kind of move closer to them, but they're, they're I don't think they're reaching them yet. One hundred percent. One hundred percent. All right, let's get to three then, because we kind of like mentioned both our one. And yeah. Twos. So, looking at three, who do you think you got at three? So for three, I it, it's gonna have to be an AFC pick, probably. So AFC I, much stack. Yeah. Stacker at the top. Stack. So for AFC, I'm I'm thinking there's a mix of it's Bengals, Bills, may, maybe Chargers. They bit me last year, but um, for me, any even you could throw the Jets in that kind of mix too. I'm I'm still just gonna have to say the the, the Bengals like yeah the, like I, like it's hard to pick against like the the top teams from last year because it's just they've stayed the course exactly it seems like you still you still have Joe Burrow you still have Jamar Chase all mm-hmm. the receivers they got you got Mixon who will hopefully be available a little bit more yeah but it's still and, and their defense is per, is very very capable. Mm-hmm. So for them, like I got to pick them at number three, and this this is probably the same as last year so far. This top this top five, yeah, that's one hundred percent fair. Like I have the Bengals three also, yeah. And you look at the team, like they're just so deep, and Joe Burrow is a close, maybe not a close second, but he's close to Patrick Mahomes, yeah, at and, that and, two spot, yeah. And even if you like, just thinking about, it, he still has beaten him three out of the four times, like that. He's still exactly. capable of of beating one of the best teams in the league, yeah. like that. That's that's something you can't deny, yeah. And even the even uh, the, the game they played in the playoffs, like it was, it was back and forth. It was, it was back a and crazy f- game. Yeah, and the Chiefs snuck out. Yeah, it, it's it's they they're always going to give the best team a run for their money. Yeah, that makes you one of the best teams. Exactly, one hundred percent. I think you put the Bengals perfectly. Looking at four, this one this one's excited to me, exciting to me, and I'll start at four, and. I think I'm gonna put the Jets at four. I'm having a hard time with with, with, the, with the Jets. Okay. On paper, like I, I I'm I'm close I'm close to putting them in top five on paper, but it's just I'm starting to think like okay the re- the reality of it. Yeah. You know, and and I'll, I'll let you go a little more yeah, into no, the, the but Jets, like, but if we're looking at the Jets, it's just like, and I compared them a lot to the Bills here, mm-hmm. and it's just like, who do I trust more? Josh Allen, Aaron Rodgers. I trust Josh Allen just a little more, but Josh Allen didn't really impress me last year. He threw a lot of picks. And yeah, I don't that like that was su- that was surprising to me. Exactly, and I don't like it when quarterbacks throw a lot of picks. No. losing Brian Day- Dayball for them was huge, flat out huge. And yeah, we saw what he did with the Giants. He turned Daniel Jones's career around. Yeah, got but, got him paid. Exactly, <laughs> got him paid one hundred percent. And then. If you're looking at just all of the weapons they brought in, they brought they have Brees Hall. Mm-hmm. They added to their defense. Um, I'm not gonna think of his name, but it's a DM. <laughs> and uh, they they added more to their defense. It's Will McDonald. That's who it is. There it is. Uh, Quinn Quinn Williams at the D tackle. You have great corners. Michael Carter the second and and Sauce Gardner, flat out unbelievable. I love their safeties. Ashton Davis, Will Parks. They're flat out. Insane. I love Ashton Davis. Man can hit people. He's amazing. I love a big hitter. Yeah, exactly. And then if we're looking at the offensive side of the ball, you brought in McCall Hardman from the Chiefs. You brought you brought in Alan Lazard. You I forgot brought about Lazard, in yeah. guys like to give Rodgers weapons. And then you still have Garrett Wilson, who I haven't even mentioned. And 
I just think you get Brees Hall back, you get some depth with the running back. It's just it's just really tough to stop stop the Jets on paper. And Aaron Rodgers is going to be bought in. I think he's mad about whatever's happened in Green Bay. Like it was funny because I really wanted Green Bay to pick a receiver this year. Just me, to- <laughs> oh my god, me too. Me and my brothers were watching it. We're like, they have to do I it know. just to exactly. give him that. Exactly. I, they didn't do it, but. Still, like, if you're just looking at that, um, like, Rodgers has help now. He has help, finally. And it was just two years ago that he won the MVP, you know? That, that- so, I'm I'm not done on Aaron Rodgers. I'm not done. He didn't look great last year, but I don't think he had a team at all last year. It, I think this That was year definitely one of the weaker team. rosters he's ever had. Exactly. I think this year he's got a team, and I think the Jets are going to be back this year. You're talking me into it. I'm not going to lie. But <laughs> just with, with the Jets, I have a hard time. And yes, this kind of worked with the Eagles where they brought in, you know, A.J. Brown. They brought in these free agents and it worked. Yeah. But for me to see it with the Jets, it's something not logical, but something more spiritual. I feel like it's just it's too good to be true almost. Okay. Okay. And I hate to say it for Jets fans who have been, you know, in pain for so long, but like to me from first glance, it seems just a little too good to be true. <laughs> Some something's got something's going to not work. I'm not wishing okay. it on it, okay. but it's I I can't shake that feeling. All right. So who it, do you it's have got it's got bad mojo for me. Who do you have at 4 then? At 4? I'll save them for 5. So for 4 I'm kind of thinking, I'm kind of thinking the 49ers just because, just because how like stacked the defense is, and it and it's they would have been like two or they would have been like three for me, but for it's a we'll say a week four for the for the 49ers just because Bosa is that good. You got such a stacked defense. Defense is ridiculous, and you got and you got Christian McCaffrey. This time you're going to have him for the full season. Mm-hmm. And the quarterback is whatever, yeah. you know, Trey Lance, you know, Brock Purdy, if, if his injury, you know, if he's able to recover from that, doesn't really matter. Yeah, it's not it's not the focal point. And for me, like I was starting to think about it as we're talking about it a little bit. I'm a little more biased to the more physical, you know, like in the trenches kind of teams. Yeah. So with, with like the Eagles and the 49ers, they kind of have that like kind of like harder, tougher image to me. And, that, and, I, and I'm seeing that a little more towards the NFC than in the AFC. So the AFC is a lot. It's flashier for me. Yeah. It works. It wins Super Bowls. Mm-hmm. But just my perception, I, I find a team in the trenches is just more consistent or more solid bet than something throwing the ball. And that just kind of the nature of running versus passing. Yeah. So for me, fair. a team like the 49ers like that is, I, I'll, I'll put them in number four. It's a it's just a very solid foundation. Who do you think is going to be their quarterback? I'm hearing Brock Purdy's injury is pretty bad. Yeah. I, I'm hearing Hassan Reddick got him pretty good. See, like, that's why I'm so skeptical. And I can't say anything about the 49ers yet. You know it, that it, it is a huge question mark. That's why yeah. I give it the soft four. Well, exactly, and it's just it's just tough. You know, it's really tough because I like that 49ers team a lot. I actually thought they'd beat the Eagles in the NFC Championship. Yeah, if Brock Purdy didn't get hurt. Yeah, and it was just it just stinks that you lose both your quarterbacks in that game and you end up playing Christian McCaffrey. At court, exactly. Yeah. You know, um, I like what the 49ers do. I love Kyle Shanahan. 
I just really think they need to figure out that quarterback position and maybe Trey Lance is the answer. And, like, and maybe, maybe and maybe he, maybe he it, that could be the like just the the big story throughout the entire season of like oh Trey Lance once he's actually healthy and gets actually established is is going to be pretty good. Now yeah. the offense is very friendly to quarterbacks like what we saw with Purdy. So I I see that being not like a super strength, but you know Trey Lance a quarterback. Okay. Yeah. I'll, I'll I'll give it a half thumbs up. One hundred percent. That's what I'm thankful for number four, 49ers. Okay. All right. So let's let's go to five. Mm-hmm. Okay. Or did I do my four? I did, no, you I did, did Jets. Yeah, you got Jets. Oh yeah, Jets, Jets. Okay. So let's go to five. Yep. The last team. Okay. I want you to do your last team. Bro, I'm such a homer for this. <laughs> How I have to like. I have to say Lions. Oh wow. I, wow. I, I have okay. I'm biting okay. it. I'm okay. biting on it. Wow. Okay. And it it's like <laughs> I'm so entrenched in it. I'm seeing so much of the improvements. I said the Jets were too good to be true. And part of that is because the Jets like they fell off at the end of the season. Because it just like, Zach Wilson was just like that the the team was just falling apart towards the end of the season, whereas the Lions did the opposite. They were yeah. like, they skyrocketed. Yeah. That last no, part of the very season. True. And it's very true. I, I don't see it as a fluke because of the coaching staff and the way in the way they operate because that's it's a team that it's a coaching staff that's almost they, they never seem satisfied. They yeah. they don't let themselves get comfortable just because they know like you know, all the history of the team. It's like, why would we ever feel comfortable? Yeah. And I, I like that mentality going into it and just what it was one it was one game out of our control away from the playoffs. And mm-hmm. to and with the and especially with the the north being as available as it is right now to to win it at least i i i'm going to regret it i know i just know it but i i i can't shake that feeling top i i think 5 is it, it's a it, we'll say a close 5 but i i i got to say lions man i think it's a stretch i do I, I saw I saw your look. Yeah, I saw your look. I'm I, like, I do think it's a stretch. I love the Lions. I'm a Lions fan. Of course, okay? I'm not. I'm not saying anything bad about them. I I was doing rankings, uh, and I think I had them nine, which solid top ranking. top ten. You know, it's still yeah, top ten. Top ten. Found me. Um, yeah, I think it was nine. But I'm looking at some of the other teams in the AFC, and I'm just like, I can't put them over the Bills. I can't put them over. I don't even know if I can put them over the Jags. You know, I like, I, I, could, I like the Jags. I I could see that. Yeah, I think I think they're really good. And you know, I think at the five spot, I would have to go Buffalo, just barely over uh, the 49ers. But uh, I just trust the quarterback more, and I trust Josh Allen more. I think Josh Allen is really mad about what happened last year. He uh, knows he wasn't himself. He knows he didn't have the team to help him. Yeah, they did draft that. Uh, Utah tight end. I'm not going to say his name, but yeah. uh, they drafted him, and I think he was. I think that's a huge ad. Uh, he could be kind of like their uh, Dawson Knox. Yeah. Uh, Dawson Knox kind of fell off a little bit the past few years. I think he'll be a big ad, and then like you still got Diggs. You still got so many weapons on that offense, and then if they can bolster the defense a little bit, they get Demar Hamlin back, which yeah. is huge. And, uh, I mean, huge morale boost, too. Yeah. Like, you bringing in these guys, I feel like they can figure it out. 
they're going to be near the top of the AFC again. Mm-hmm. And that AFC East is between them and the Jets, man. Definitely, and yeah. And if you're looking at the Dolphins, they're like, if Tua can stay healthy, we're yeah, there that, too. That's, you know? that's a huge question mark, yeah. Exactly. And that's why, like, I think Lions would be in a conversation with the Dolphins to me I can because see that. like I can see that I think I'd put the Lions a little bit ahead of them just because you don't know about Tua and stuff yeah and you could make the same argument with the 49ers you don't know about the quarterback yeah but like their defense is just so good which is what we yeah. talked about that's why yeah. they have the 49ers six but looking at the Bills like I just can't go against Josh Allen I gave him a lot of crap last year but he deserved the crap but I think he's yeah. gonna bounce back I think he's gonna have a fantastic year and I really hope that he proves everything I said about him last year wrong. Yeah, for me, my problem with the Bills and, and it kind of and w- with the Lions, it kind of goes with that like in, in the trenches kind of kind of team. And with the Bills, they've been like they've been good for the past like three four years. But yep. you know, the past three four years, it's like oh, Josh Allen wants revenge. Josh Allen want or, or the Bills they want to like you know they're they're going to be better this year. But like this has been like three years now. For yeah, me, I'm starting to true. I'm starting to fall into the is just just the snake bitten kind of thing. Yeah, like it one like you have to at least like they're like they got to the AF, I think they got to the AFC Championship um, in twenty ago. yeah like twenty 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 or, three years because yeah, I think twenty yeah twenty twenty semi against the Chiefs and then the Chiefs yeah. lost to the Bengals yeah and then I think the year before they made it yeah so for and for that I mean and that that game was. Was it was just it was gonna be the Chiefs. Yeah, and, and for me, like it's been you've had like a window for this long, and you barely got to the AFC Championship game. To it's me, fair. it's like I got a hard time. I got a hard time trusting that. Yeah, and I, espe- and especially with how with how Josh Allen's season went, it leaves a bad taste in my mouth. Yeah, which is a hundred percent fair. I I just think Josh Allen is too good to doubt. You know. Um, He's easily the most dynamic quarterback other than Patrick Mahomes running and throwing. Yeah. You know, he's got that arm talent that's ridiculous. I think I'd rank him fourth. I think I'd have Hurts over him right now. Yeah. Just because I said that on the pod earlier and I gotta stay consistent. But yeah. I think he could easily I think he could easily pass him by the time he figures out the interceptions. And I don't think yeah. it'd be too hard. I think yeah. Josh Allen is well studied and he'll figure it out. It, it, it's it's know? a it's a problem that's it's fixable. It's fixable. Yeah. Like Mahomes throws the most interceptions. He threw the most interceptions I think last year and then he figured it out this year. Yeah. You know like it can be moved up and yeah. maybe it's just a scheme thing, but Sean McDermott's really got to show like if he's a real coach. This yeah. Year, this is a big year for him personally, I think, because Right now, everybody just thinks it's day ball. Yeah. That was the reason. Yeah. yeah. So, I don't know. I, I trust the Bills. Uh, I trust Josh Allen. I trust Stephon Diggs. And we'll see. Yeah. We'll see. Not a bad team to put your trust in, but I, I, it's just it's just it's more of a stigma for me. We'll say that. That's fair. That's fair. All right. I think that's going to wrap it up, man. I think we I can think wrap it up. wrap it up. This was a good podcast. Oh, I'm yeah. really happy to have you back. I always love, I love, always love coming on your show, man. You do a great job. Thank you, man. I appreciate it. Um, and... This couldn't have happened without you. So I really appreciate all you do for me and helping me out. Of course. Uh, I'm happy to do it. Yeah. Yeah. I'm hoping to do more WXOU stuff. In the oh, future, yeah. Dude. All right. That is going to wrap up Jake's takes for today. I'd like to thank Giovanni for joining me. Really good talk about the NFL draft. I'm really, that was a sweet podcast. 
I wanted to let you guys know that I will actually be on Giovanni's show. I will be on the Joe Mo show. We recorded that episode today, which is Wednesday. I'm just recording this part later. But we recorded that. That was a really good podcast. And, you know, I'm excited for that one to come out as well. So I'd like to thank Giovanni for coming on the pod. And I will be getting you guys a lot more podcasts coming in the future. So be ready. I am out. Peace.